0: The show is sponsored by Gummycube and they are an App Store Optimization expert. Did you know that most search queries in mobile do not match the web? Uh, So you need to find out about ranking for the right keywords to help with your app success. To find out more, go to Gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, Gummycube.com. They are the world's leading App Store Optimization experts. And thank you, Gummycube, for sponsoring the show. This show is sponsored by Apptentive. Apptentive are the experts in mobile customer experience and in-app communication. So to check out whether your app is loved and get more love for it, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you to Apptentive for supporting this show. Hi, my name's Ben Reed, and I'm the founder of Redefine Media, and you're listening to the Appguy podcast.
1: The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy.
0: Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we deliver to you the best entrepreneurs around the world uh, who, so they can in, inspire you to go and do something awesome with your life. Now, whether you are uh, just wanting to build your own uh, apps as side projects, or whether you want to go all in, like many of my listeners have done, and and actually quit and just become app entrepreneurs. This is the show for you, and and to help uh, us find out how we should do should do things and we you know things to avoid. Uh, I have an awesome guest lined up today. Uh, his name is Yossi Tanguri. Yoshi Tanguri, and he is the CTO. Uh, CTO of YALO uh, based in Israel as well, where all the great entrepreneurs are coming out of. So, uh, Yossi, well, welcome to the App Guy Podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thanks for thanks for coming on. So uh, t- tell us then. Well, you, you're a seasoned entrepreneur. We had a pre chat there, and you you were talking about uh, the ups and the downs and the things to avoid. Well, uh, how long have you been in this game for as as like a startup entrepreneur?
1: So I I, I think that. I'm, I'm 41 now, and I, uh, I started in the days of the Commodore 64, and I believe the first software I sold was when I was a, a kid. There was pirated cables uh, in my neighborhood. You know, they were you know, just lining up cables from, from building to building, and they needed the kind of software to show to all the viewers what, is, what, they're going, what what's the lineup is. And so I managed to sell them this little editor, text editor. so i've been I've been doing this uh, ever since I could put my hand on a keyboard I <laughs>
0: yeah. ever since the commodore sixty four so anyone listening oh, yeah. will uh, if you don't know what that is, that's a <laughs> long time ago. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah oh but- great
0: and And uh, would you recommend uh, it for anyone else listening? You know the fact that it I guess it is slightly different from just having a a, a paid career.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so my, um, my usual reaction is don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You, you are going to miserably fail. I hope you have a miserable fail, not a, like a small fail, but something to be proud of. But the statistic shows that most people, uh, when they fail the first time, they just go back to whatever they, they're used to, to do. And it's actually a kind of a state, a state, a state of mind that you live in, where everything is horrible all the time, nothing ever works, uh, and and it's really hard. It's it's like feeling like a bipolar in some way. That you know they always draw it to you that those ups and downs and ups and downs, and sometimes it's you know it's successful, but. Nobody tells you that the ups and downs are so small, and it's on the lower end of the graph. That you know, that's how you live most of your life. It highs and downs, and and uh, and uh, I have a session that I'm usually doing. I actually did it the first time in in the UK. There was uh, an event called the Power of One in uh, November 2011, and they invited me to speak. And there were uh, a few other high-profile Speakers like Jason Kalakani's and uh, some of the early investors of Skype, and uh, you know, they all of them, they they spoke about their big achievements in life and the, the you know the startup that is sold and hundreds of millions of dollars and such. And I couldn't speak of all those, or, or, or you know, I couldn't compare myself to these guys. They're you know they're big, huge, and I I actually failed at everything that I made everything that I touched, you know, crashed and burned in some way. And to the fact that if you go to howtofuckup.com, uh, that's my domain. Uh, that's an easy so, one to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you can see a version of the talk there, but I'm, I'm sharing some of the things that uh, I was part of, that I, you could blame me for, uh, that failed from, you know, from exits that that didn't, didn't work out, to roll back of exits and, you know, uh, lots of other stuff that I shared. But the, the, I think the main message that I'm sending people is that, first, when, when you come to my session, you will not learn anything because we are such a weird uh, animal that we, we don't learn from other people's mistakes. Which is yeah, which is, I, I actually,
0: I was thinking because uh, I did listen to Jason Calacanis recently, and he was uh, saying uh, that eighty uh, percent of uh, the companies he invests in or potentially invest in will, will fail. Yeah. And he's he's he understands that, and uh, but the thing is, a lot of people listening to this they they know kind of deep down that that is the case, but everyone chooses to ignore it because we're still bombarded in the media and around all the information that we get of these wonderful success stories. And, and, and we can't help, but just think of the up.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, that feeling when, when you have an idea and you wake up in the morning and you tell your wife or your, your, you know, your partner about it, and you don't do anything about it, you go to sleep with it and you wake up the day after still don't do anything about it. And, you know, a few months later, you, read about your idea being executed by somebody else. And, and they make a huge exit or they, became, you know, they make a lot of money and they became very famous, blah, 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 blah. And you just feel like they stole your idea. And uh, you get the feeling that if you would have done it, you would be in their place where it's much, much more hard and much more complex than that. You know, one of the, one of the if you will ask Jason Kalakanis, who would you invest in? Would, would it be a first-time entrepreneur or somebody who failed in the past? He would probably say the latter. He would, he would probably uh, want to invest in somebody that actually failed. Um, one of the things that I'm speaking about is that the fact that when we are doing things, we are actually uh, training our instinct part of the brain. You know, when, when a guy drives a car, it's an Israeli thing, right? You, in a, a guy drives a car and he wants to park and he sees a spot. He instantly knows that he can fit his car into that spot, right? It's, it's, it's an instinct, right? It, unfortunately, it's not, uh, it doesn't work with women. So <laughs> yeah. but, but you somehow know that your, fi- your car would fit that space, and, but if I'll ask you a math question, even a simple one like 13 times 5, although you probably know the, the, the answer by heart, you will still need to think about it. This is the computational part of your brain. So there was a guy who found a way how to um, sort out chicks, male from female. Now, the way he managed to do it is doing it like, like two three weeks after they were uh, hatched the, the egg, And until his system came in, uh, they needed to grow the chicks a lot, you know, more than three, four weeks, and that cost a lot of money. So the way he trained new people is by uh, standing behind them, giving them an endless stream of chicks and two buckets from right and left, and they needed to sort it out. And the minute that they, the first time that they uh, did a mistake, every time that they made the mistake, he slapped them on the back of their head, Right. After two weeks of training, they actually got to 99 point something uh, accuracy. And when you, when you ask them, how do you know? How do you know that this chick is a female or male? And they say, I don't. I just feel it. It's, it becomes an instinct. Right? So, so
0: are you talking about the power of habits then and habit forming and creating what good habits over ones that are likely to take us down the wrong path?
1: It's it's about doing doing shit. Right, that, got you. So it's like, it's the difference between talking, I want to do something and actually doing, doing it because you're likely, you're most likely to be wrong at everything that you're going to do in the first two to three years of your startup life. And by the way, Jason knows about it. That's why he still invests. He knows that, if it's a good entrepreneur, he will also invest in his second and third idea, knowing this guy will nail it, right? It, because there is no book, there is no one book, one postcard that you can listen to that will teach you how to do it in the right way. You just have to do it. You just have to walk that path and learn what's important, what you need to focus on, and what's not. And there is no school to be for entrepreneurs, right? There will never be. Um, um, and this is something that's why we don't learn from other people and we actually have to to go through the whole process of failing to understand that we are on the right track
0: so so i'm going to appeal to everyone listening now in in that you know you've just spent obviously some time listening to podcasts and reading and trying to learn uh, the, the path that you want to take what you're yeah. saying is just start doesn't matter where yeah. just just start <laughs>
1: don't read books, don't, it's like, you know, it's fine, it's fine, but just fucking do it, it's like, you're not doing it, you're talking about it, so the whole difference is, is by doing, you know, people are staying in the theory side of things, where all they need to do is, they need, they have a computer, they're most likely even connected to the internet, they can do anything, right, and still, they, they, they're, you know, they like to think about this romantic uh, way of one day I'll have this partner and one day I'll raise money and blah, 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 blah. And um, so it's not for everybody, by the way. You
0: know, well, this is good because we do like to get through, uh, unravel the onion, as I like to say, and, and yeah. try and get to the core truth uh, And because we, we are so misinformed nowadays. Uh, the yeah. fact that uh, you do get these things trending on Hacker News or TechCrunch where they've just, suddenly made it, but you haven't seen the 10 years
1: of hard work that it took. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> nobody know- By the way, nobody knows that Google started from a pizza delivery service. They wanted to save the phone call to the pizza guys, and instead, they built a system where you order it on the web, and they send it as a fax to the pizza guys, right? And when they tested for the first time, they, they ordered the pizza and they waited. They waited for an hour and two hours and nobody came in. And they, so they picked up the phone and called the delivery guys and said, what's going on with our pizza? Said, what are you talking about? We sent you a fax. Oh, the fax. Yes, yes, we're, we're on it. So, you know, And then it, it became Google at some point, but nobody knows. It started from something really crappier.
0: But, that is what a lovely story. I've never, ever heard that. I do remember yeah. back in 1998, I think it was, and I was in the US and seeing a, an advert for Google and it was all brand new. And, but uh, starting from a... There you go. There's something you won't hear on another show. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your, uh, well, your YALO and what it yes. is that uh, you're you're doing right now.
1: So with YALO, we, we've built a, a smart voice network. It's... Um, It's a network, it's a voice network that allows uh, customers to enjoy experiences that otherwise are not possible with their carriers. And I'll give a few examples. Um, When you are, for instance, uh, roaming or when you have poor reception, we can make sure that your calls gets to you, even though your SIM card is not in the phone, right? If you're traveling, and you know that roaming charges for voice are outrageous. You will be billed in Israel, one of the services takes five, six dollars a minute for incoming calls. And what we allow you to do is be is to be to be connected to your number, even when your SIM card is outside of the phone or you are connected to the Wi-Fi. So uh, uh and it's completely transparent to the network. So, for instance, if you're calling me now on my Israeli number, it will ring inside yellow, although you don't have the app, right? You're just calling me on my number, right? So the same would work even if I'm calling you. If I'll call you through yellow, you'll see my Israeli number. You won't have any idea that I'm using yellow, and... It's not just I'm able to make calls no matter where I am at the world and keep my incoming calls getting into to me. We're also recording it for you. So having been, you know, we want to tap into all the information that uh, you have on your calls. So if I'll, I'll ask you to, to find an email in your mailbox, you would probably go and search for it. That's how we find things. We we don't we don't label them anymore. We don't. Some people would have rules to archive things, but basically the number one feature of the email is search. So we want to enable search on your voice calls the same way, and we have it working right now. So if you download Dialo for Android, you'll see one thing. Uh, by the time that this podcast is released, our iOS. Called iOS app called Call Recorder is going to be out, and it's going and, and it's super simple. You just download it, you register your number just like you register it with what with WhatsApp, and you have a dialer. You have access to your contacts, your favorites, and anybody that you call will not know that you're using Yellow, and that call is being recorded, right? This this is awesome.
0: I mean, obviously you're talking to an audio guy as well, so I love any uh, disruption or, or advancement in audio. Now, you reminded me of a chat I had, uh, well, probably two years ago now on this show with a guy called Carl Mattiola, and he was complaining about uh, the call recorders in the U.S. And I think there's some legislation in the U.S. that you have to beep uh, or acknowledge that oh. you're recording... The calls. Uh, and so he said all the call recorders he was using like had this really annoying 30-second yeah. beep. Uh, is is that something are, are you targeting the US and have you had to deal with that particular issue?
1: So, you know, there's all sorts of crazy rules out there. There's some places where it's enough that only one one side of the call wants to record it, like Israel, right? Uh and most of uh in some con- in some states in the US, and you don't have to beep anything, right? Some countries even though both sides uh, give their consent, you still cannot do anything like Germany, right? Germany are completely insane about uh, call recording and privacy to the extent that you you cannot even watch YouTube music videos because that infringes somebody's, uh, you know. And it's, it's completely insane. So, by the way, today, nothing holds you from... Uh, Putting your call on a speaker and just having a tape recorder recording everything, right? Any law, if you want to bypass the law, you would be able to do that. What we allow you to do if, is, you know, if you want to record your calls, you use Yellow. If you don't want to record your calls, don't, don't use Yellow uh, for that uh, specific scenario. Uh, but today, the other side will not hear a beep. Uh, if somebody will ask us to add it, we will add it. Uh, we haven't had any issues with that with hundreds of thousands of users so far. So it's, it's working fine.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Should I be using you for podcasting?
1: So there's a difference between recording a podcast, which uh, you're used to Ringer, for instance. What Ringer is doing is it is recording the, the call on both ends and then they join it together. Uh, that's if you want to have a very, very high quality audio. Uh, that is really hard to do. What we are doing is actually we're not recording it on the end device. We are recording it in the middle. Uh, and because of that, sometimes, you know, it depends on your network quality. Uh, we are currently using Skype. If, you know, my network would have a load or an issue, your, your, your side of things, is go, your uh, quality is going to get down. So we are not intended to have, you know, to be uh, podcast quality where everything is, is uh, high definition. But if your line is good, you will certainly experience a high uh, definition audio quality. Um, and so so we're not podcast enabled by default, and I don't uh, recommend you use YALO for podcast. <laughs> you can definitely, by the way, since all my incoming calls are, uh, the way I'm... Make money on the side is when I get uh, spam uh, voice ma- voice calls, um they have no idea that they're calling me, and I'm recording it. so every time i I publish it one time i even uh, I think it was Fedex. I ordered something to Israel like a watch, and after ten days, they wanted to uh to bill me two hundred and fifty dollars more uh, for customs and storage and all sorts of uh, stupid things. And I just published it. I published, I recorded it. I published it and, on Facebook and I got the marketing guy calling me saying, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, I, I will deliver it to you free of charge. And whenever you have anything to release, uh, just give me a call. I'll, I'll make sure you don't pay anything. Uh,
0: so the power of, of what you're saying is like you, you can actually record these things and, and then you're empowered by uh, uh, putting it out there and, and then they, they uh, want to get
1: it down. Absolutely, because you can, you can file a rant with Facebook, right? You can write a post, like, they did this and so, and they told me this and that, and you know, it's just text. Nobody really believes you, but once you have the call recording, this is something very powerful. And it's not just for that. I, I record all my calls with my kids. I have lots of memories, like, with my kids oh, calling me. of course, me. yeah. It's a wonderful... And uh, it's, yeah. it's amazing, And what we're going to enable, uh, we have it working internally. I I can actually show it to you later on. We have search. We have deep search on your calls. I can show you who said what and when. And when you have that with a complete transparent solution to record your calls without any setup, right? The current calling recording apps, you always have to set up things. You have to send links. You have to create a conference in your phone call. And it's never transparent, right? And when the first time you use yellow, you'll see it looks like a phone. It feels like a phone. You just punch in numbers and you call somebody and he has no idea that you're using it. Coupled with deep text search, uh, this becomes super, super powerful. This now becomes another extension to your email where... Uh, where all the information is out there. You can tag it, you can have alerts uh, of if somebody said something. And most importantly, it's private to you. Uh, We as Zialo don't have access to that recording, to that information. This was something that our investors felt uh, very strongly about. And we actually uh, removed the ability for our employees to uh, listen to calls So so you're not becoming the NSA. No, 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 no. We 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 just want to harness the information for you and give you the ability to do so. We certainly have so much. You know, we have so many recordings in the system. Uh, We simply, even if I wanted to, I, 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 it's, it's. You know, I want to 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 deal with the technology behind. I don't care about what people are saying. So you you'll see. I was going
0: to ask. Then uh, we've learned a lot about. Good entrepreneurs try to solve a real world problem. And what I'm trying to understand then is the problem you're solving is one, having the same number of, and we're, we're global citizens now. We travel all around the world. We're constantly taking in and out our SIM cards. The yellow basically re- re- removes that burden of having different numbers, the sync to, because all your apps now are synced to your number. So the WhatsApp stops working and all this other stuff. So you, you're solving that problem. Uh, and then um, also the other problem where if you want to use things like Skype or uh, some of the other VoIP services, the other person has to have them on their phone as well. There's exactly. a lot of setup, uh, headache, and uh, you just removing all that as well.
1: Yeah, and nobody takes care of the incoming call problem on your own number. You don't want more than one identity, right? You have your phone number, and, and this is maybe the ultimate, uh, the ultimate uh, identifier for you. Um, you know, we started the company three years ago uh, wanting to solve the roaming uh, issue, we wanted to give you one SIM card. We called it a universal SIM card. That when you are uh, uh, traveling, it will, be, it will behave like a local SIM card. If you're going to France, it will behave like a French um, uh, SIM card. If you're going to the U.S., it will be an American one without you needing to switch SIM cards. And as we were working on that, we actually needed to make sure that you're available on your phone line on your usual phone line, on on the one that everybody knows. And so we had to solve that problem. And then we got into uh, um, um, this decision that, you know, uh, that roaming charges would go away. We don't need to solve that problem. Uh, It's, you know, three to five years from now, when you buy an iPhone, it will have internet enabled, built in you will not need to think about which provider am I using. We are getting to that point where cellular operators are providing only the pipe, only the internet. Just think about what happened in 2007 with Steve Jobs you know, launching the iPhone, but he forbid at and to touch it. It was the first phone ever made where the operator could not pre-install uh, anything on it. You know, we were used to Nokia and other uh, providers like BlackBerry allowing their cellular operators to c- completely customize everything. And so they wanted to tie in the, the, the customer. And Steve Jobs said, guys, it's not going to happen. I am going to give my own app store. It came on a second uh, wave, right? It didn't have an app store on V1, but um, he is controlling the app store. He is controlling the apps. All he needs is a data connection. But if you think about voice, voice was left out. You know, The operator, we still buy our number from the operator. So just imagine what would happen if you buy an iPhone, you don't have to think about um, your data connection because you will have internet built in. What would be the phone call experience be like? We will still be left with only that simple caller ID? What kind of services can we imagine to be, a, you know, to be, a, that, you know, we wanted to have like three to five years from now. I think call recording is the first step into a very advanced usage scenario. Search will be second, right? Once you have recordings, you will need to have search. Uh, and it's only the start. We have things like call barging, where you can say, I allow my wife to barge into all my calls, no matter who I'm talking to. And she wouldn't need to do anything, right? Or if I'm calling my parents and they're a bit, you know, um, they they a bit old and they need to, uh, um, uh. I want their phone side, their phone call to be answered automatically on speaker. That kind of control over the voice, over the phone call is something that operators cannot deal with. So I have a
0: highly relevant sponsor for the show. It's called Gummy Cube. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, Gummy Cube. And they are the world's best experts when it comes to app store optimization. Now what they can do is help you answer these questions. What are the best keywords to target for your app? What's the best name for your app? What's the best description? You see, Apple and Google use those details to rank your app. So you need to be thinking about them, you need to be A-B split testing them, and, and just doing a lot of work with App Store Optimization. So to take the headache away from you, just go and use the world's best experts in App Store Optimization, that's Gummy Cube. So I want to thank Gummy Cube for being an awesome sponsor, and just remind you that you can go to www.gummycube.com and go check out what they can do for you. Thanks very much for supporting the show. So let me thank the sponsor of the show, and they're really cool. It's Apptentive, and they will give you the ability to communicate very effectively with your users. They have a a dashboard uh, insight where you can see lots of different uh, ways on how your customers are using your app, who they are, uh, what they care about, and then you get a chance to talk to them. uh, And uh, Apptentive will encourage you through the dashboard to think about ways to communicate with them. It really makes your journey as an app entrepreneur way more effective by using uh, Apptentive's uh, dashboard. So uh, to get a free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That is apptentive.com forward slash appguy. It's free to sign up and they will be able to give you uh, a free mobile app consultation. Thank you so much to Apptentive for being so supportive. So, so there's two more things we need to do before we say goodbye. And what one is that? I mean, I've personally been getting involved in a lot of launches. You said that the company is three years old, and uh, one of the biggest challenges I think uh, for anyone building an app is getting it to market. Did you did you, did you learn anything about uh, a, did you have a specific launch day or or did you have a soft rollout? Tell us about how you actually are getting
1: this into the hands of the public. So I think one of the, uh, the biggest issues when you logic something is that sometimes people want to launch things that are very, very big and complex. And uh, they, you know, we think about, we dream at night about our product and we, get, we fell in love with it. And we think that that little feature will make the whole difference, everything, a big difference. And I think the number one lesson I learned is to ship the smallest product you can imagine. Uh, the, the, the simplest one, without any features. And when you launch it, usually you should soft launch it somewhere with and you know, have hundreds of users using it. and you should iterate really in small iterations, just making what you have better. And that's not happening by adding new features, but you know just tightening up things, making sure that it's simple, that things make sense that you can measure everything, that you can put aside your feelings and because it's not an emotional thing. This is a data thing. And you should measure everything fanatically. And you should set up goals. For instance, every young entrepreneur that comes to me, I tell him, you should put a date on your calendar where you, um, you decide that it's not working well enough, where you have to change things and you have to stop trying because maybe your core product is not interesting enough, right? You have to fail even with your own company a lot of a lot of times until you get it right. So I think shipping the smallest possible product and doing small iteration and making what you have better, not by adding new features but by tightening up things, is the right way of th- of of doing things. Because you mentioned actually you had uh, quite a lot
0: of. Uh... I guess that's downloads you know a lot of people using it was there a significant moment during the, the past where you got like a lot of traction and, and some strategy that worked towards getting a lot of those downloads
1: so you know you can uh, there is a there's a big issue you know of, of scaling and those growth hackers uh, that would help you you know uh, tighten up your product and making sure that your product is 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 the right one. But when something works, it just goes viral. There's nothing you can, ha- you know, you can only interfere. I had a game called PA, P-A-H, that went viral 24 hours after we launched it. We didn't launch it. We just uploaded it to the App Store. And it was completely insane, right? And we couldn't figure out why it happened. But... You know, the, the minute that you have a product that you don't have to e- explain what it does, uh, people simply understand it and they amplify it by telling their friends, this is unfortunately something that you cannot plan for. You can just plan for a, you know, for a, uh, for a, a good product. And when it's good and when it solves a real problem and when it's the right time for it, when it all comes together, it just blows up. And there is nothing you can do to help it or, you know, you can always only hurt it, right?
0: Uh, that's, see, that's really uh, good to hear because many people listening to this, you know, do uh, th- think that you have to have big marketing budgets now to, to get something out there. But, you know, what you're saying is that there is the possibility, maybe even as a, a solo in the app developer that you can build something cool uh, and uh, does actually uh, end up traditional word of mouth
1: but then going viral. There is a a point in time where having big marketing budgets makes sense. Is where you if you have a a good business model where you push one dollar into marketing and you get two because enough purchases or purchases or doesn't matter how, then it makes super sense to have a huge marketing budget because you know how to amplify that marketing budget and make it into income. But until then, you can set up, you know, uh, really a hundred dollar budget in Facebook just to figure out messaging. That's what we did, by the way. We sent like uh, um, uh, 20 different small uh, marketing campaigns on Facebook just to figure out the right uh, tagline, the name, images, uh, icons, we, you know, we measured what, you know, what drives more likes, what drives more downloads, what drives more good reviews, and we use that uh, to improve the product. But you know, it cost us hundred dollars, right, per campaign, which is something anybody can afford to himself, right? If you afford, you know, if you can afford a Mac for twelve hundred, uh, you know, dollars, uh, you you can afford small budgets. Uh, Uh, for for testing so I
0: have to say that's a really good piece of advice I mean I uh, have you mentioned taglines and taglines have become very uh, important to me. I've recently become 12th most uh, active in the world on product hunt. And uh, it's all about the name and the tagline to get people interested. And of course, what I've never done, uh, you've just made me realize is spend a a small amount uh, and and Instagram are now allowing ads as well. So Facebook or Instagram, you could test your tagline, test your images. Exactly. uh, and then get some really good feedback, which then sets you up for when you do have a, a day on Product Hunt or wherever you start to
1: campaign, you get, you get the right message across. I think that, you know, when you get to Product Hunt, Product Hunt is a, is a phase two kind of thing. After you have a very compact product and it works and you know it works, then you go Product Hunt. You don't do it on day one. It's, it's, a, it's a big mistake. You have to have a working product in order to, to be very effective on, on product hunt. But by the way, you know, um, um, it's, it's, uh, it, you can set up a landing. The way we do it is we set up a landing page with a message and an email box saying register me. And we start those campaigns with fake taglines, fake features. Everything is fake and we just you know we measure how many people actually registered and reacted to that message in the campaign and and that's how we know when when everything is still fuzzy where we want to focus our v1 on
0: that is great advice so there's a lot, the last thing is that this is a show about apps and uh, I would love to know if you have one or two apps that you perhaps on your phone that you could recommend to us uh, that help you with your business or your even personal life. What, what what would you recommend?
1: So obviously, I'm using Yalo. Yalo is my default phone now, but uh, it's still not out uh, as we speak now on iOS, but it will be. Um, I use uh, Slack. I'm uh, although it's it's um, you know it's a team kind of uh, tool. Slack. I'm addicted to Slack. I'm using Waze, obviously. Uh, Get taxi and Uber, both of them. Um... um let me see. Find my find my friends. That's how I know where my wife is, and she knows where I am, uh, which is very uh, usable. Um, that's I use. There's quite a few there, and I did have to, uh,
0: you did actually uh, connect with me on Slack, didn't you? We're in a mutually. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's great because I think it's J- Jason Calcanis's group yes. that uh, he set up for
1: the some yeah, launch it's event. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I use uh, Inbox by Gmail. Actually, um, are, um, used to use Mailbox by Mailbox that got bought by Dropbox, but I'm using Inbox by by Gmail, which is awesome. Um, and I have a few a few other ones that are. It's based on the context if I'm traveling or not. Um, uh, and uh, I don't play as much as I used I used to. I'm, I'm now uh, you know yellow takes all my time. But <laughs> yeah. well, this is-
0: you're playing in a bigger sandbox, aren't you? Which is. Uh- the Startup Sandbox. <laughs> um, well, all those uh, links to the things that you've mentioned will be on uh, my website, theappguy.co. So for anyone listening, if you didn't catch all that, just go to uh, theappguy.co, episode 358. And you'll see uh, links there to, uh, to all the apps and to you as well. So how, how best can people reach out and connect with you you know well it's
1: what? it's really simple it's your Y-O-S-I, at yellow.com or uh, um, it's I'm super reachable if you look up my name I'm the only one with that name on the internet so it's pretty easy that is uh,
0: enviable uh, position to have <laughs> <I
1: would say. laughs> and if you don't if you if you really want so how to fuck up you will never forget that HowToFuckUp.com, to fuck uh, that's also uh, you can reach me there great well what an absolutely enjoyable episode
0: it was terrific going through all that stuff with you uh, all the best with uh, yellow and uh, Thank you very much. Uh, yeah uh, we uh, we'll have to see if you can take over the world like Skype took over yeah and be even bigger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. that's g-u-m-m-i-c-u-p-e.com who are the world's best app store optimization company and I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com, and thanks to Gummy Cube for being such a great supporter of this show also remember this episode has been brought to you by apptentive they are sponsoring this show go and show them some love go and check out apptentive.com forward slash app guy it's a unique page set up for us and they get to try uh, to help you with a free mobile app consultation uh, it will enable you to do effective two-way communication with your users of your app so go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy apptentive.com forward slash app guy thank you so much to apptentive for supporting the show so i wanted to remind you that i am looking for feedback on this podcast and if you are a long-term listener then i would love to hear what you have to think and say about the show uh, it means that i can filter out some of the comments that i'm getting uh, from people who are only discovering my show right now so if you do want to leave feedback just go to the appguy.co forward slash survey uh, that's the appguy.co forward slash survey, all lowercase, and uh, go and just complete it. It's not very long. Uh, there's no incentive for you to complete it other than really helping me and helping give back and and shape your show, uh, because this is what I do for you. and. Uh, I am so keen to just hear what you think and get uh, feedback. I've actually had uh, people complete the survey and point out a favorite episode and managed to get the guests and them connected. So uh, no promises on that. But uh, if you do complete it, then uh, obviously it's helping shape your show.